And now, your host for tonight's show, World's Greatest Disc Jockey. Maybe it was Casey. Maybe it was Weekend Guy Casey. I, I gotta punch that kid in the face. notes good to go all right i'll try to get through this one as quick as possible i don't want to bore you too much but uh, i'm going to give you some backstory uh set a, a a foundation here so the rest of the story makes more sense uh where do i start make sure everything's content all right 24 years old i was working and living in baltimore city with my best friend i think that's uh, probably the best place to start this off we had a really really super shitty two-bedroom apartment in Hamden, uh, right on Falls Road, north side of the city. Did we live with mice? I'm glad you asked. Yes, we lived with mice, rats, spiders, centipedes, millipedes, these little things. If you've never seen them, they're called silverfish. Just imagine an insect that comes straight from the mouth of hell. And yes, that's what a silverfish is. We lived with a bunch of those, uh, but we did okay. We were we were broke kids in our early 20s living in the city, but we were doing all right. Monday through Friday, uh, we both worked for a lunch meat company, uh, Boar's Head. I wasn't going to dime them out, but they're a great company. Uh, love that job, Boar's Head. That's what we were doing Monday through Friday from like 4.30 in the morning till you know, whenever we got done. It was a great job. Nights and weekends, however, I was working at the local rock radio station. I will not dime them out because they may or may not still be writing me some checks. So Monday through Friday, delivering meat, nights, weekends, fill-ins, holidays, whenever they needed me, I was at the radio station. I was running the board. I was helping out promotional events, doing all sorts of stuff, man. When you work part-time at a radio station, you kind of have to be a Swiss Army knife. Uh, but this was this was one of the funnest times in my life. It really was. And I hate saying that shit because it's, it's so fucking cliche to look back, you know, on times years ago and say that was the best time. But this really, really was. Uh, yes, being dirt shit broke with my best friend in Baltimore City was mad fun. Uh, but, you know, because of my very light connections I had at the station, my roommate and I, we were always going to concerts or events around the city, bars, just, you know, little pop-up things. Uh, I made some. I made a pretty decent name for myself at the station, even though it was a part-time gig. Uh, I busted my ass there, and I took that job real, real seriously. So... I'm at the I'm at the station. Um, I had a couple of friends there, um, but again, I was a part timer working the board. Kind of kept a low profile, but I had a few friends. Um, that was like my anchor in my in my chaotic life, living in my early twenties, working and doing all the dumb shit I was doing in the city with my buddy. The anch- the the radio station that was the anchor. That was the one thing I was like, this is something I got to show up early for. Stay late for it. Take note. Pay attention. Make sure that when I'm there, uh, I'm making the most out of my time. The Monday through Friday gig, the lunch meet gig, that was really that was a great job too. But I had been there for a couple years, and I had that job down pat. I could do that shit with my eyes closed. But at the radio station, I mean, you know, picking up shifts, doing the lottery drawings on TV whenever they would let me, you know, you know the routine. Um, but doing all that grunt work, doing all the events and all the dumb shit that nobody else wanted to do. Uh, it eventually paid off. One night I was at the station, working late. Uh, I was either working late or 
fucking off. <laughs> I also did that at the station too. And I found my program director or the APD, the assistant, my boss, the guy who I considered my boss to be anyway. And he was walking around one night and I was like, hey, buddy, you wouldn't happen to have any extra work, would you? Because I'd like to move up in this company. And um, he's like, yeah, dude, you got an air check? I got a position open for part-time on-air. You got anything? I said, I absolutely have an air check. I lied. I did not have any air checks prepared. So I told him I did, though. And uh, I don't know. I think, like, the next day or that weekend, I went into the studio. I cut some cut some shit up, and I sent it to him. And, uh, yeah, dude, he let me on it. I, I, got, I, I got a promotion. I went from being the board op, Swiss Army Knife guy, helping out, doing whatever, to part-time on-air. Uh, nights, weekends, dude, a little little gig like this, a little bottom of the totem pole on-air gig like this at this rock radio station, dude, I was doing backflips. I had made it in my mind. I, it was 24, might have been 25 when I got the gig. I, I That was it. In my mind, I was like Wolfman Jack. Uh, but I didn't let that show. You can't let that show on the exterior. You can't be too excited. You kind of just have to be like, all right, cool. You know, I really appreciate the opportunity. Um, thank you so much. You know, I, I, I learned so much here at the station, and I, you know, I, just, I really appreciate the opportunity. Fuck that, dude. Inside my head, I was, fireworks were going off. I was a rock star. I made it. Uh, but the grunt work had really just kind of started. Um, I don't know, where am I? Sorry, I have notes, and I'm trying to, like, keep track of things, because I, I, it's very, I will get distracted. It's very easy for me to get on a whole tangent, get off the rails and go on a whole other thing that has nothing to do with what I'm actually talking about. So bear with me as I, <laughs> uh, so bear with me. Where am I at? I was working at a station. I got the promotion on air. Um, God damn. I wrote a whole bunch of shit. That's just, that's totally not necessary. Oh, okay. So real quick, I, I did want to tell this story in the first episode, just to give you an idea of what my life at, in 2016 was like, cause 2016 is kind of the year where all this kicks off. Uh, so 2016 was the dope year. That was my first year. I was on air at the station. Work uh, was going really well at Boar's Head. Me and my uh, my roommate, Tommy, that's my dude, is my roommate, my coworker. Uh, yeah, it's my dude. Um, him and I were having a lot of fun. He was dating a girl. I had bought a new truck that year. It was a really good year. So I just wanted to tell this really quick story uh, just to give you an idea of what 2016 was like in a nutshell. Okay, so there was a bar down the street from where we lived, just a few blocks from the apartment. It was called Holy Free Holies. If you're ever in Baltimore, cruise up to Hamden, check out Holy Free Holies. It's one of the best Mexican joints in the city. At the time, on Wednesday nights, they would be doing a special. It was uh, it was like $2 carnitas and like $4 margaritas, something like that. Anyway, dirt cheap. It was a place that we went to frequently because we were super poor. Frasers was my other hangout. It was right across the street. But Holy Free Holies, Frasers, there was a wine bar that I went to a couple times. Anyway, that was like if I got a really good paycheck, I'd check out the wine bar because they were overpriced. So fucking overpriced. It's a good bar, but very overpriced. If you're in Hamden, that 13.5% wine bar, it's awesome. Just like more money than it needs to be. So anyway, we were at Holy Free Holies enjoying Carnes and Margs. That's what we called this Wednesday night, the uh, $2 Carnitas and $4 Margarita special. It was me. My buddy Tommy and uh, a co-worker of mine, a buddy who also worked at the station, <laughs> we'll call him, uh, we'll call him Cheesesteak. <laughs> we'll call him Cheesesteak because he had a habit 
and this is something that occurred more than once, twice, three or four times. His whole thing is he'd go out, do his bar hop, and get his drinks, whatever. And when he got back to his place, there was a little corner cafe sub shop right on the corner of his building. And he would stumble into his building. And this place was open up to like 3 or 4 o'clock in the morning after the bars had closed. So he would stumble home. Before he got up to his apartment, he would order like a cheesesteak, usually some fried mushrooms, onion rings, fill in the blank. He would order that food, take the elevator up to his apartment, <laughs> climb into bed, and start eating the food. Keep in mind, he, sh- he was usually shithouse drunk when this happened. He's, he would eat a cheesesteak or some of the cheesesteak, some of the mushrooms, some of the onion rings, and then he would, he would pass out. He would pass out in his bed with all of this food around him, and I can't tell you how many times I would go to his apartment in the mornings because we would get breakfast or coffee or talk about work or whatever. I'd go to his apartment, and he'd let me in. I would walk back, and I'd look into his room, and I'd be like, buddy, what the hell were you doing last night? Why is there half-eaten cheesesteak and and three onion rings in your bed? Crumbs everywhere and napkins. The paper bag is like at the foot of his bed. You just rub his eyes. Man, rough night. That would happen. That would that would happen so often that I am now giving him the name Cheesesteak. So from now on, if I refer to Cheesesteak, that's the guy who I'm talking about. Aside from this, he was one of the coolest guys I've ever met, and I'm very happy to still know him uh, to this day. So, me, Tommy, and old Cheesesteak, we're we're at Holy Free Holies one night for Carnes and Margs, and me and Tommy on Thursday mornings we got to be at work at like 4 a.m. It's our truck day. That's the day where we unload the truck, and it's it's a fuck it's a long fucking day. So Wednesday night, we're out at Holy Free Holies, and it's, we get there early. I don't know, eight thirty, nine o'clock, and it's just car, carnitas and margaritas. We spent a lot of money. We spent way too much time there. Long story short, we get plastered. We get plastered. We shut down the bar. We're there for a couple hours. We're there for a last call. When they call last call, it's one thirty, one forty-five in the morning. Last call, boys. Order a drink, obviously. Smart thing to do at last call when you got to be at work at 4 o'clock in the morning is order a drink. Morons. We got so shitty that night. I don't know how we made it back to our apartment, but we, we were able, all three of us were able to walk back to the apartment. And when we got back to the apartment, I, I don't even know if me and Tommy were aware of the time. I don't know. Because I don't really remember, but I know that we got back to the apartment and things just went downhill. I I think I felt like I I had a habit of falling asleep on the floor of my own apartment, and I've done it at multiple places that I've lived. Not on a couch, not on a bed, not in a chair, but directly on the floor, and that's usually where I sleep for the night. So I might have been doing that. Tommy was doing—he could have been making a Hot Pocket. Who the fuck knows what Tommy was doing? But Cheesesteak, poor old Cheesesteak, had somehow—he went to the bathroom, and he had— he fell. He was that. He, he, I guess he was taking a piss in our bathroom. I don't know what happened, but I heard this loud crash in the bathroom as I was trying to take take a nap on on my hardwood floor. I heard this crash in the bathroom. I get up. I open the door. Cheesesteak is laying in the tub. In in the tub. His legs are out of the tub. The shower curtain. He's taking the shower curtain down. He's a drunken mess. He's also not moving, and I start freaking out because in my mind, cheesesteak's dead. Cheesesteak just hit his head on the tub, 
and now he's going to be rat food if we leave him there long enough. I started freaking out. I started smacking him, which is obviously the smart thing to do to your your shit housed friend when they're in your tub is smack them in the face to wake them up. It was the whole night was a train wreck. Um, I I don't know. We, Basically, we wound up going to work a couple hours later. After all that whole debacle, we wound up, I, we, we had to be late for work, obviously. We were so shit, two o'clock in the morning, we were shithoused. We went to work, shithoused. It was a bad idea, but basically, that's what my 2016 was like in a nutshell. It was just a fun time to be in my 20s, living with my buddy, dirt shit poor in the city. So while all that was going on, um, Something else happened in 2016. Something else happened in 2016 that uh, that's what this that's where the story really kicks off. So in 2016, all right, well, let me back up. When you're working in radio, when you're a part-time guy in radio, the goal in radio is to be on air. That was my goal. My my life goal, my career goal anyway, was to be paid enough money working working in radio, whether it be uh, on air. Um, a producer, a management, a program director, music director, whatever the position was, I loved all levels and all aspects of radio so much that I just wanted to be paid enough money to have a living in radio broadcast. That was my goal. So what you do when you're working part-time and you're trying to level up, here was my situation. I'm a part-time guy working at a really, really big rock station in a top 20 market. Okay, this radio station, when they have a full-time position open for an on-air talent, chances are, and this is just chances are, you know, anything can happen, but more than likely that station is going to outsource somebody who is more experienced because, you know, the station has more money to spend. So they're going to bring in somebody with more talent, not the guy who does nights and weekends. And, you know, some people who work at the station didn't even know that I worked there. You know, so what I was doing, which you spend your time doing anyway, is looking for jobs, making air checks, keeping an ear on the ground, seeing what's out there, seeing what's in the country. Because I figured in my mind it was going to be a long time, a long time before I was ever going to get a shot at a full-time opportunity at the rock station that I was at. So I started looking around. I had some experience. I had been on air for a while, uh, a lot of other experience in radio. My resume was, I had a pretty decent resume. So... Just like when you go fishing, man, you just cast the line. See what's out there. You don't know what's going to bite, but you got it. You know, nothing's going to bite unless you cast. So that's what I was doing. One night in 2016, I was in the station studio uh, looking for jobs, making some air checks. An air check is basically an audio sampling of what you can do on air. Um, It's like, you know, somewhere like 90 seconds long, might be like two minutes. They're not very long. It's just, it's a compilation of, you know, you reading an advertisement, throwing to traffic, doing a back sell, front sell, talking about, you know, a local sporting event, doing a quick interview with somebody. It's just little chops of audio to kind of <clears throat> show your range as a broadcaster. So you show that to a program director, fingers crossed, they're dumb enough to hire you. So one night I'm fucking around at the studio at the station, and I come across a job posting that... Uh, if I had known what was going to happen once I applied for this job, I yeah, I probably still would have applied, to be honest with you. But I had no idea the shitstorm that was coming from this job. The job posting was for a full-time afternoon 
radio host, on-air talent, DJ, whatever you want to call it, afternoon drive, and music director for a country station. Now, country music is my favorite genre of music. However, that being said, I cannot stand country radio. To me, they're two very different things. But this was a great gig. On paper, anyway. Full-time on-air, uh, afternoons, music director for $34,000, baby. That's right. KFGE, Froggy 98 in Lincoln, fucking Nebraska. A country station in the countryest of all places. Here's where I was at. I'm 25 years old at this point. I got to make a career in radio. There's no signs of me kind of moving up at the station that I'm at in the near future. I'm impatient. So fuck it. I put together an air check, uh, gave him my resume, typed up a cover letter, and sent it off to a man that I would soon meet uh, in Lincoln, fucking Nebraska. I didn't think much of it when I applied for it. I applied for, who knows, probably a dozen jobs that day. So I didn't think much of it when I applied. But uh, I think it must have been a Wednesday. It was either a Wednesday or a Thursday, and I only know that because a few days had went by before I got the call, and I got the call on a Monday just for the first, you know, they wanted to do like a phone interview and then a follow-up interview, and then I did a Skype interview, and then I think there might have been one more before they offered me the position. But after the two- to three-week interview process, I was offered the gig to be a full-time afternoon DJ and music director in Lincoln, fucking Nebraska. So I did it. I took the job. And that's that's where this snowball starts snowballing. Uh yeah, I took the job after I want to say it was in June. I want to say it was around June or maybe early July when I officially took the job. By August, it was like the the first Maybe the first Friday in August was my last day at Boar's Head. It was my last day at the rock radio station. I And I had done some groundwork, too. Like, I had my program director um, call out there to their program director at Froggy. That was the station. Froggy 98. Hey, uh, I had my boss call him, talk to him, make sure everything was legit. This was a big opportunity. Like the the while I was going through the interview thing, like it was it was becoming more and more real to me. You know how things start going. Like you get the second interview, you get the the third. You, you they want to do the the video call, and you're like, holy shit! Like this this might start happening. You don't want to get too excited because you don't want to start counting your chickens before they hatch. But it's fucking exciting to think about, man. I might be I might be doing this. So I get the job. They offered it to me, and like I said, it was the first Friday in August. That was my last day at both jobs. That was also my going away party. <laughs> now, that was probably the best thing to come out of me getting this job, to be honest. One of the best things. One of the best things to come out of me getting this job was that going away party. Me, all of my friends uh, at Frazier's. Frazier's on the Avenue in Hamden. That, is my, that was my home base, baby. It was a great bar. I recommend that bar to anybody and everybody who says they're coming to Baltimore. Frazier's on the Avenue in Hamden is the best. We got tore up like an old electric bill, dude. It was so much fun. So that Friday night, we got shithoused, said my goodbyes at work. It was a whole day, man. I was high on the mountain. Like, this was, 
I was so excited. I was so excited to be leaving my two-bedroom apartment that I had in Baltimore City. And it kind of worked out, too, because me and Tommy, we were able to get another friend of ours to come in and kind of, like, take up the rest of my part of the lease. Anyway, I was so excited. Everything was going really smooth. My This job seemed legit. And this job was legit. Let me just preface that. This job was legit. This was this was my big break, dude. This was my big fucking break. And I, at this point, this was the highlight. This was the highest achievement that I had ever achieved in my life. I had won uh, a college scholarship at a high school. After barely graduating high school, I got a college, uh, college scholarship. <sighs> I had landed a job at the best radio station in Baltimore City. Uh, I had my own apartment, like a neutral, like things were going pretty well for me at this point in my life, but getting this job, this was it. I had hit the fucking, I don't know what that noise was, by the way, but I had hit the ball out of the park. So that Monday morning after that Friday, uh, I had said goodbye to all my friends the night before, uh, hugs, kisses, goodbye, all that good stuff. That Monday morning, here's what I knew. I had everything packed in the back of my truck. When I say everything, I mean my dresser, including the bed frame. But what did I say? My dresser, including the bed frame? I had my bed, including the bed frame, plus my dresser, and my end table, and my clothes. And that's all I had in the back of my truck, because that's all I owned. I threw all that shit into my truck. Uh, I had 1,200 miles and 23 hours ahead of me. I had s- roughly $1,600 in the bank and I think like 200 bucks cash on me. I knew that when I got to Lincoln, I would have two nights in a hotel and then I would pretty much be on my own to find a place. I didn't know a singular soul out there. And finally, I got a, co- a job as a country radio DJ. Country music, which I know a lot about. Very knowledgeable on country music. I even, I'm even very knowledgeable on country radio. I just... I'm not a fan of country radio because of the programming and all that. But we'll get into that later. Trust me. We'll get into that much later. <sighs> that Monday morning, hit the Beltway, got on 70 West, and uh, cruise control is where I set it. This was not the first or second time, by the way. I had driven across the country. Uh, it was just the first time in a very, very long time. It also wasn't the first time I had all of my belongings in the back of a pickup truck. Uh, that whole drive... This was this was my beginning. This was so big for me. Uh, and the following two years were going to be even bigger. I just didn't know it yet. I think that's a good spot to leave off in the first episode, right? I think so. Um, yeah, driving to Lincoln, Nebraska. I mean, two weeks ago, I mean... Lincoln, Nebraska. I'm now, see, now I'm excited to get in the next episodes. All right, I'm going to cut it off right here, the first episode. Uh, on the next episode, we'll pick up on the, the drive out there, what that was like, what getting to Lincoln that first day was like, uh, meeting my boss. We'll get into the first couple people that I met, my first couple experiences out to Lincoln. Um, and I think we'll probably, I'll probably get into those first couple months too. The absolute sheer loneliness and depression that I experienced those first couple months in Lincoln, Nebraska, as well as what was going on with my job, uh, some rough patches that we're going to start building up, and um, I'll tell you about the part-time job that I got that that actually wound up being pretty fucking cool. 
Uh, all right, that's the first episode. I really appreciate you listening to this. Um, I hope you continue to listen. If not, I appreciate your time anyway, bro. Be cool, be yourself. 